I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Lanials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And we are doing the dang podcast together. Yes. Were you impressed at how fast I was on my name? I was very impressed. Normally I take a nice 20 to 30 minute pause. You usually cut it <laughs> cut it down to just a couple of seconds. but It's a lot of editing work for me actually. I had to drag yeah. that fucking uh, thing around for a while to get all that silence. Yeah, and every time you're like, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I do. <laughs> Well, I think it's because you like to have the proper amount of gravitas and respect when you when you introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I had to cut that out. And I know that's been a, I know that your contract states that that that's the, that I'm allowed to do that, and you've been disputing it. Yeah. And I mean, I'll see you in court. <laughs> Imagine the two of us in court. <laughs> be like they're just showing their balls. What is happening? This is a the judge is like banging the gavel and we're just like licking it. It's like, what is going on? Your majesty, listen. It would be like Beavis and Butthead fucking with, with the lawyer. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But anyway, podcast law is a brand new field of law that I don't think anyone has really gotten into though, so far. What do you think? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I know there are podcasters that like, have lawyers, but I do think people should like specialize in it. Because like now that it's... Like it's probably more popular for podcasts, like bigger podcasts that like pay their guests and to like, you know, get into like new markets. I feel like there should be some podcast lawyers. Who do you think has the best lawyers in podcasting? Who do I think needs the best or has the best? Has the best. Well, the only people I know who, the only people I know who for a fact have a lawyer is like the Doughboys. So I guess them. I think the best law people who the best lawyers in podcasting have got to be Pod Save America. Oh yeah, I guess I do. I mean, I don't, I don't think about that show because like obviously it sucks. So yeah, uh, but yeah, what, tell me about their lawyers. I'm just saying, like they're all former Obama staffers. I'm sure that, that they probably if they if they themselves are not lawyers, they've got to know like a hundred lawyers a piece. Oh yeah, they probably know a bunch of good lawyers. Yeah. Like they they got into controversy recently with the left because of their whole like. Did you see this thing they did with universal health care? They were talking about no. They were like, oh man, one of the, one of the like ten thousand Johns and Dans on that uh, on that show. That I think they cloned them in a lab somewhere. Just gave this. Oh dude, I wish I had the audio that I could like you could listen to. This dude is just like stammering out a, a pleading fucking statement about how. Uh, in some cases, you know, market-based solutions for healthcare are good. And if you, uh, what, what matters is if you have good insurance that makes you feel safe and you can afford it. That's what we want for everybody. We like and wanting that over uh, Medicare for all or something doesn't make you any less liberal than somebody else. And it's just like, oh man, the tone of his voice is just so pleading. You gotta listen to it. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. 
But he's actually he's actually right. It doesn't make you any less liberal than anyone because liberal is a word that means almost nothing at this point. So, that is true. Yeah, who gives a shit? But yeah, you're a fucking you're a fucking idiot. You're a man who, I mean, either made a bunch of money because your dad's rich or because you have a podcast. And if you make money from having a podcast, I mean, no offense, I like a lot of podcasts, but you're like less than human, honestly. <laughs> so like, you just you don't have a lot of say in things, my dude. That's but true. Yeah, you man. are so right. So I looked at that podcast one time. You're so right about all their names uh-huh. because, like, by the end of it, I thought like it was. It looked like first last was their name. It's like, hey, this is <laughs> this is John last name. This is Stephen middle last. It's like, what what is going on? Like, who are these people, and why do I give a shit about what they say? Um, it, it is such a fake out too because it's their names are John Favreau and John Lovitz. Yeah, and you're like, like, oh, it's like, oh, John Lovitz, John Favreau, Steven Spielberg, and Steven Sondheim. <laughs> it's like the the B rate of all the the, the D rate of all those guys. <laughs> I would love to hear a podcast with those four guys talking on it. So let's hear oh, what they got to say. Great. Just to hear John Lovitz's voice. <laughs> Oh my God! You know, it, it, you know what? The only thing worse than hearing John Lovitz's voice is seeing his face. Where is uh, John Lovitz, by the way? Do you think he went uh, into hiding because of John Lovett? Uh He's he's banging supermodels, dude. I, that's not even a joke. Like that true? Yeah, I saw a video of him with his like twenty year old like I don't know paramour, and <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. Damn, I gotta look this up. But yeah, that's that's good for him, man. He he was in some he was in some hits. Dude, I, thought, I remember he was one of those guys when I was a kid in the 90s. I was like, oh, this guy's like one of the most famous people in the world. Like, he's in every comedy that I've watched. He's in, the, he's in there somewhere. Yeah, he's all over the place. But, uh, so yeah, it's Pod Save America. You suck. Come on the show. Let us make fun of you. It'd be pretty funny if you did that. Oh, my um, God. That would be so de- great. Definitely retweet us when we post the episode or we roast you. That, that'd be fun. Uh... But Seth, I want to talk about the biggest thing uh, uh, of the year so far. We all know what it is. It's a thing you can't say for some reason. You can't say the name of it because you'll get sued into the ground. Uh, but I'm going to say it anyways because I don't have any money. Fuck you. Uh, the Super Bowl. Wait, I don't understand this joke about how you can't say the name of it. It's not a joke, man. You don't notice that everybody who promotes the, the, like, the, big, like, has to say the big game or something? I mean, I have noticed that, but why is it? Like Super Bowl was copyrighted, and it's like or trademarked or something. So like you can't say Super Bowl; you have to say the big game. But isn't that so weird? Because like, like obviously, like if Coca Cola is like running an ad, which they always do. Obviously, it's like they pay you like ten million dollars for an ad. Why can't they say Super Bowl? Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. I think I think that what it is is you can't you can't say Super Bowl to promote yourself or promote what you're doing. Like you can't say like we're holding a I don't know a contest during the Super Bowl. You have to say during the big game because I don't know. They'll come after you. Everyone I've, I've, that I've talked to was uh, has been like can't say the Super Bowl. So wow, that's I've, this Anyways. is the first I've ever heard of this. But yes, the Super Bowl. Did you watch it? Jam packed, exciting game. Oh my god, dude. I wish this would just kill sports forever, or kill football anyways forever, because that was the most boring game I've ever seen. So I did not watch it. But at one point in the night, I was like, let me just check the score, because I was like, maybe the Patriots are down. Not that they're going to lose, because we we know they'll just come back, but maybe they're down, and it'll be kind of funny. And I happened to check at halftime. I didn't even know it was halftime. I checked. It was 3-0 to at halftime. 
which would be a riveting hockey game. Yeah. But not so great for football. And you know whose fault it is? It's Tom Brady's fault. It is Tom Brady's fault. I'm pretty sure everything in the world that's wrong right now is Tom Brady's fault. Yes. Um, He played in that game. Therefore, he ruined it. Yeah, I really love to watch my sports games where no one fucking scores until, like, the last ten minutes. That's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Especially in a game like football where there's so much starting and stopping. You know, that's real riveting fucking television right there. For anyone who's disappointed in the Super Bowl, remember that next weekend you can watch the true sporting event of the year, the NBA All-Star Game. It's going to be on Sunday night, and it's happening in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, oh, dude, are you going? Um, no, because tickets, uh, even bad tickets, are about eight hundred dollars. Holy shit! So yeah, your boy won't be there on the. <laughs> I will not be our um sports reporter at, on on the fields, uh, on the court at a uh, the NBA All Star game. So don't worry, dude. In like in like two years, when the podcast takes off, we're gonna have you on courtside seats. Oh yeah, no, they'll be. We'll be the halftime show. They'll be- <laughs> Uh, live live Illinois podcast recording. And now two white idiots are gonna roll out here and do a podcast. And everyone goes wild. <laughs> like people in the stands are, don't even know what basketball is. They're just like ripping off into their Illinois t shirts. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Fucking yeah. that would be fucking incredible. Just a, a history lesson of white mediocrity. There's right somebody, here. somebody in the crowd yelling, Say the ABC canceled the inhumans live. <laughs> someone just screams out like say pod save america sucks you know like and john lovett is like he's on he's on court side and we're just spitting on him oh yeah we're gonna bring john lovett out there we're gonna like we're gonna execute him on team no sorry oh my god no we'll just we'll just tar and feather him for the world's amusement and then we'll do a big crowd engagement thing at the very end we'll all point out and then i'll say fuck kevin durant and it'll be like a big thing it'll be awesome and then kevin durant comes out and kicks your ass i'd like to see him try (laughs) oh man yeah that's true you are you are definitely a physical match for kevin durant well here's the thing kevin durant is seven foot tall Uh right i'm i'm a good i'm almost there <laughs> You're five foot eight. Here's the thing, or something, and that's the thing is it, it hurts my manage. He's he's so top heavy. If mm-hmm. I get, I, I can just reach his legs. If I get his legs and I top him over, he'll look silly. Well, you do have a squirrel like agility to you, exactly. So I'm I'm gonna get in there, get low, knock him down. You know, uh, give him a talking to about his attitude, <laughs> and then I'm gonna jump out. You know, you know what? Thinking about it, Seth, you do kind of have the advantage in craftiness. So I'm, I'm going to give this one to you. Yeah. I think you got you got an, an animal like instinct when it comes to combat. I have seen you dismantle a human being before, and it was not pretty. Yes, this <laughs> um, is all true. I, I wish it wasn't. Uh, but okay, so uh, the, the 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 big game, the Super Bowl, it sucked. The, even the commercials were bad. Like. None of it was good, dude. I didn't it hear. Was... And that's things. I didn't hear anything good about the commercials. Except I heard there was some good ending footage, which I'm not going to watch. And then obviously there was a bunch of halftime show drama, as there always is. But yeah, so basically I just way, heard it sucked. Way too much shirtless man in in the in the halftime show. I did not need to see that man from the the band with his shirt off. 
with the, his many tattoos. I agree. Um, but the thing, the real thing that got me about this was, did you hear about? Okay, so did you see the the, the Tom Hanks commercial? No. It's like, it was like a commercial for the Washington Post where uh, Tom Hanks says in like a voiceover or whatever, you know, democracy dies in darkness or whatever, all this bullshit. Yeah. And the funny thing is, do you know who owns the Washington Post? No. Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. Amazon bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. That was not their original ad, apparently. The original ad that they're going to air was going to be for Jeff Bezos' fucking space boondoggle. His, like... I don't know what's called blue something or another, uh, blue horizon or some bullshit like that. But then it turns out people found out that his mistress, the one he was like his wife divorcing him over, like shot some of the footage for it because I guess she's like a filmmaker or something, and they were gonna like drag him for it I guess. So he dropped the entire idea at the last second and had this Tom Hanks thing made uh, to like puff up his own ego. Like yes, I am the defender of truth. Isn't it crazy that he has so much money that in a time of crisis he could just hire Tom Hanks to save him? Tom Hanks, America's sweetheart, at the beck and call of Jeff fucking Bezos. Yeah, that's just... That's me. I didn't hear anything about that. And it sounds kind of lame. Um, fucking... I have a weird disdain for... Um, Tom Hanks these days. You always see, like, because he's a great actor, obviously, but like, so, mm-hmm. you see him in stuff like The Post, and you see him in, like, these really shitty things, and it's just like, dude, you don't have to be in these movies. That's true. Be in, like, one good movie every couple of years, like Daniel Day-Lewis, and peace out, my dude. You don't have to do this. That's one of the things I noticed in the, in the Super Bowl commercials this year, was that they, they had so many huge stars. Like, like, did you see that Jeff Bridges came back as a Big Lebowski? Yeah, yeah, I did see that one, yeah. With, like, Sarah Jessica Parker doing her character from Sex and the City or whatever? Yeah. And I'm like, y'all know y'all don't have to shill for this, right? Like, y'all y'all could just, like, sit not. You could just lay yeah. back in the cut and let but somebody again, else do this. Then again, you know what? I also see it because it's like, at that point, if they really watch you and it's like you're shooting for, like, three days and you're making an insane amount of money, I mean, I can see why you'd do it. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't, true. But, yeah, it's like, I don't know. But with Tom Hanks, I'm like, dude, like, as far as movies go, just dude, make some better decisions. But, but, like, the game sucked, and the evil empire won at the end. It was pretty depressing. But we all knew that old Touchdown Tom was going to bring it home. Yeah. Tom and Brady. Tom Brady, by the way, big, big friend of Donald Trump. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. I was like, Tom Brady, he played just, he just scored those points at the end just so he could make sure he'd see Donald Trump again. Oh my god, dude. It's like football and the Super Bowl in particular are just, they were just depressing this year. Not that I'm a big football fan. I think it's a pretty boring, shitty sport. Uh, but like, fuck me, dude. This was a t- this was a shitty display. Yeah. I think, we're, ha- I think, oh, go ahead. Are hamburgers jokes over now? Please let hamburger jokes be over. I think they are, but. I don't know. I just want to see. I just want to like since Tom Brady likes him so much and is gonna go to the fucking White House. I think he should have to eat a hamburger, <laughs> and it should be. And it should have. He it should have. He should have to order it, and he has to mm-hmm. say hamburger because his buddy Donald Trump is there. Oh yeah, that'd be a big, really big joke yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, Seth, did you watch the State of the Union address last night? No. Of course not. Uh, I did. I watched it from start to finish because I hate myself. And I think I'd probably rather be dead. I don't know. But I watched this whole fucking thing. And 
there was a distinct theme in it that I noticed. And it was that several times throughout the entire State of the Union, Trump returned to the topic of World War II. And he trotted out a couple of World War II soldiers, a couple of uh, Holocaust survivors, and like had them, you know, parade them around for everybody to see. And between that and the shitty Super Bowl we just had to watch, I feel like there is no greater evidence that America is an empire in decline. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those. Obviously, I didn't watch it, but I have I've obviously heard a lot about it. I say on Twitter and stuff, and yeah, people say a lot about it. And yeah, it's it's just gotten to it's just gotten to a point where you just don't you just don't hear much good stuff anymore. It's never it's not even like, that. Man, America's doing something cool right now. It's like, what's our accomplishments? What have we done since World War Two? Exactly, and that's why they always want to like harken back to it, is because it's like, yeah, it's our last actual achievement, and it's, even then, it was like still rife with like us being really fucking awful. It's like the last war, and Americans love war, but it's the last war we can point back to and go, yeah, we were definitely the good guys here because yeah. the other guys were that fucking outrageously evil. It's the last time that we felt needed, I'd say. That is true. Yeah, we felt. Oh, we 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 came in, we swooped in, and like won the war. If that's and that's the narrative we push, whether you think it's true or not, it doesn't matter. That's the narrative that there is. Um, America swooped in, saved the day. You know, got rid of the the, the Japanese threat, and you know, de- defeated Hitler, and we were on top. And it was the last time in recorded history that, in some way or another, other parts of the world needed us for something other than. Um, debt collection <laughs> and yeah and no no mention by the way of how many of how much of the war was actually won by the soviets none, none of that was was said at all yes They're like oh yeah we liberated a concentration camp great how many of those did we get how many of those did america get to before the soviets got there you know way ahead of us on that one it's like come on and i mean just trot and also dude it really fucking disgusted me you, do you know what angel parents are is that like an immigrant thing? Yeah, it's like they they have a, a kid or a mother or whatever that was killed by an illegal immigrant. Okay, no, I don't know about this. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, your your mom or your dad or your son or daughter or whatever was killed by a legal immigrant. You're you're an angel family now or you're whatever. Uh. And so Trump had a couple of those like oh, immigrants killed these eighty year old people in their living rooms and they had twenty great grandchildren and it's like. Fuck off, dude. I mean, no one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. Non-immigrants kill people all the time, too. Yeah, how many... Who's talking about people getting murdered yeah. by non-fucking Why immigrants? are their families not angels? And why are those families angels? Like, what is what is this weird logic you have? Oh, it's because he's racist. Oh, yeah. And there were so many times we had to pander to the crowd where he was like, we are now facing a time where we have the lowest Native American, Latin American, Asian American unemployment in history. And it's like, and these hogs just start clapping for it. Even the Democrats. I was very disappointed with the Democrats last night. They clap well, for that's all kinds ongoing, of shit. That's an ongoing theme on this podcast is that the Democrats stand for nothing and mean nothing. That is true. And there was there were some times now when they sat there in, in protest of some of the things he said. But 
Otherwise, he just fucking uh, they, they they clap for incredibly dumb shit. Like he he said, "Oh, there's now more women serving in government than ever before." And then the Democrats went wild for it. And I'm like, "Why are you clapping for this? You got elected up oppo- like opposing him." Yeah, you're the reason. <laughs> he didn't help you get these jobs. He doesn't want you to have these jobs. Right? Yeah, you got elected because because people don't like him. Why are you clapping for it? I mean, sure, yeah, he said a correct thing that is true, but you don't have to reward him by for like, by clapping. Oh my god, dude! And he was so happy were, about like, it. People are like getting on AOC's case because she wasn't smiling. Oh yeah, well. and she was like, "I didn't have shit to smile about, idiots." <laughs> Oh, and also, dude, the, the the moment that really, just for me as a kid who has, has li- I guess I'm a kid anymore, but I, I was a kid when we went to war with Afghanistan, hearing Trump say that we were going to do a deal with the Taliban and leave, and he says it. Now listen, if, if the president had said, uh, I regret to inform everyone that we, uh, we have lost the offensive in Afghanistan and we're going to have to do a deal with the Taliban and give the country back to them, I would be like, okay, sure, makes sense. But Trump's like, the Taliban, they're so great, and we're going to make a deal with them. They're going to, we're going to leave. I'm like, what the, my brain is breaking in real time. I can feel it happening. I'm having lunch with ISIS next week. It's like, it's it's just who we are, man. I just, dude, it's like, was this how it was when we lost Vietnam? Did we also say, we're doing a great deal with the Viet Cong, we're leaving? Man, old school politicians. Old school politicians had it so easy that there wasn't, like, Twitter and all that stuff to just drag them when they said something stupid. Because I bet there's so much shit that Tom has forgotten that they said. Oh, dude, for sure. And how they acted that, like, we don't even know about. And Trump also saying uh, that uh, our defeat of communism was predicated on winning World War II. And I'm like, we'll see about that, bitch. Yeah, it's coming back. It's, It's fucking, it's in fucking fashion right now, my dude. And it's not going out of style. Oh, he said that. He says in a speech. He said that. Um, he said that he is highly. Dist- he first of all, he shit on Venezuela, of course, and then segued into looking directly at AOC and saying he finds it very disturbing that there are these calls for socialism in America, and then he went on to say America will never be a socialist country. All right, what what we're doing to Venezuela and our media is fucked up. Yeah. Okay? It's actually fucking infuriating. Because the other day, I was on, I was looking at the popular subreddits, and one of them is libertarian, so I was looking through there, and a lot of times, even though I don't agree with libertarians, they, they have some of a light mind. They at least, like, they don't, they don't have an insane trust for our current government, and for different reasons, but they don't trust them a lot. And in there, they're all just like talking about, oh yeah, if, if communism or socialism works so well, look what's happening to Venezuela. And I'm like, you guys should know fucking better than to say that. You guys know the government lies. You know the go- our government is the reason that Venezuela has failed. It's not anything to do with them. We have literally funded a coup, and we're literally taking down their, their fucking government through our own operation. Yeah, it's like... If you go back and you look at the history of it, we've been fucking funding this this effort for for years now. Yes, a long to, time. To undermine uh, Maduro and before him Chavez. And listen, I am not defending either Maduro or Chavez here. What I am saying is that America has fought with both of them and their administrations or regimes, whatever you want to call it, for a long ass time. And I'm not cool with that. 
Exactly. I, I fuck off. These countries presented in, they in no way presented a direct threat to America, except for the fact that they were, they would be able to undermine capitalism if their system worked. And because we are so scared of that, we have fucked them over. It is not due to their any problems with their own system. Like it's it's we have fucked them over from almost from day one. So don't get on your high horse and say that communism and socialism are bad because Venezuela failed. And hey, here's the thing. Venezuela hadn't failed yet. And they, exactly. They have happens. not failed. It's not over yet. They're not going to go silently into the night. And it's just so funny how every time one of these socialist countries in Latin America fails, there's always these CIA guys who are around funding these crazy right-wing militia groups that go around massacring people until it turns into a humanitarian crisis. That's really weird. I, that's, that seems like a weird coincidence, doesn't it, Seth? Yeah, does, isn't it weird that the CIA is literally the most racist and fucked-up organization in the history of maybe the entire world? And we just are cool with them, and people even like respect them and think that it's cool to be in the CIA. Oh my god! Isn't that oh, crazy? They're, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the CIA is now led by a woman. Girl power. Fuck off. Women can she be torture racist people too. in Thailand. Yeah, like she's not a good person because she's a fucking woman. She tortures people in Thailand. She supports the fucking CIA's agenda. I, I hate it, dude. It fucking pisses me off so much. Oh, speaking of girl power." I got to talk about something real quick. Um, it's a movie coming out pretty soon called Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Now, Captain Marvel was, when I was a kid, one of my favorite comic book characters. I uh, thought she was pretty cool. I like Ms. Marvel. She's pretty neat, too, the Kamala Khan uh, character. But I've been looking at the at the at the at some of the promotional material for Captain Marvel. I've been looking at like uh, some articles online about it. And... I mean, we all know that the military regularly, like, funds movies, right? Like, the Transformers films got a huge amount of support from the U.S. military. Yes. Um, Captain America, the first Avenger, got a lot of support from the military. They backed off on uh, on Winter Soldier because it had too much of an anti-government uh, um, yeah. subplot to it, right? But uh, Cap- like Captain Marvel disturbs me because it's so much about her being an Air Force pilot. And it's like girl power. And there's always promotions about getting girls into, into STEM and getting girls into, into the military. Like, hey, guess what, ladies? Fire- fighter pilots, they can be girls too. And that shit fucking turns my stomach. I, that, I, I mean, I can't fucking deal with that shit, dude. It pisses me off so much. I mean, what, what do you specifically have against this? I mean, I don't, first of all, I don't like the military. I don't, I don't like the air force in general, but I don't like this whole like, oh, we're going to, we're going to get a a woman to be a hero on, on the big screen. It's going to be great for everybody, but she was a a military fighter pilot. And that's so important. It's so empowering for girls to, to, to be in the military. It's like, that's not empowering for fucking anybody. I, I would protest this for anything, but it's seeing it so nakedly discussed and like put up, like the Air Force put so much money into this movie and its promotion and its partnering with Disney on it. It's like, I, I dude, I can't stand it. Like they're, they're it's like they're using it as a recruitment tool to get girls to go into the military. If it helps at all, I don't think it's gonna work. I mean, well, I don't think people are gonna uh, girls are gonna see this movie and. Decide that they want to be fighter pilots. I was just reading about they they put they they say they put so much emphasis on her time in the air force and how it helped her you know find her place in life and all this kind of stuff and it's like 
a lot of people can feel that way. Like, they need guidance in life. And the military has been notably struggling in the past couple of years to meet recruitment goals. And I I hate the idea that they're going to, to, to use this kind of, like, like superhero-type stuff to recruit children. That's fucked up to me. It's like when, it's like when Marvel said a couple of years ago they were going to partner with fucking Northrop Grumman to make a comic book series about Northrop Grumman superheroes. Like, fuck you. Get away from this. Like, don't. Like, that's fucking evil. Yeah, I think that's one of the precipitations of uh, Disney buying Marvel. That is true. That we're going to have to deal with, I guess, for now. I mean, I, I'm uh, Captain Marvel, like I said, my favorite superhero is, is, is really good. And, I mean, she was an Air Force pilot in the comic books. I get it, but I don't know, dude. There's just a, Sometimes I look at it, and it's like it's it skeeves me out how much they're trying to be like, the girls can, girls can kill people, too. It's like... Maybe no one should be killing anybody. Maybe that's what we should be saying instead. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, man. It, it, it disturbs me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's uh, strange. <clears throat> it's like, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully <coughs> the movie isn't isn't as uh as heavy on the elements as I've been as I've been hearing. That would be nice. Like, I, I'm cool with us focusing on more of the alien stuff. Let's do that. We don't have to talk yeah. so much about how great it is to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's a good question, Sip. Why we still got fighter pilots? Who are we fighting? I don't understand why we have a military. <laughs> I still don't. Actually, speaking of the military, I think we have a pretty good segue here. Mm-hmm. So you sent me this. And uh, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Okay. It's a sign that was posted, assuming, uh, I guess somewhere, in a, a place yeah. that people can read it. <clears throat> Let me get my reading voice. Um, it's entitled Military, Hamburgers, and Minimum Wage. And then underlined says, makes a good point. Once again, <laughs> the person who, one person typed all of this. It's oh, yeah. not written on there, makes a good point. They typed it themselves, makes a good point. Dot, dot, dot. Low military pay was not mentioned in the State of the Union speech. However, increasing the minimum wage was for those fast food employees striking $15 an hour. Let's do some math. At $15 an hour, Johnny Fryboy would make $31,200 annually before taxes. Um, and E1, it doesn't say before taxes, I added that, obviously. And E1, or private, in the military makes $18,378, or $885 an hour. And E5, or a sergeant, with eight years of experience, only makes $35,067 annually, or $1,688 an hour. So you're telling me, Letitia McBurger Flipper. That you deserve as much as those kids getting shot at, deploying for months in hostile environments, and putting their collective asses on the line every day, protecting your unskilled butt. Here's the deal, Baconator. You're working in a job designed for a kid in high school who's learning how to work and earning enough money for gas, and hanging out with their equally goofy high school pals. If you have chosen this as your lifelong profession, you have failed. If you don't want minimum wage, don't have minimum skills. If you can read this, thank a teacher. If it's in English, thank a veteran. Period. Oh, boy. Let's, let's dive into this for a second. So, once again, I, I, it's f- fucking hilarious to me that they typed out themselves makes a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so let's start at... Oh, where, where do we begin? So, first of all, let's just start with how blatantly racist it is that they called one of the fictionary people, Letitia McBurger Flipper. 
Oh my, that, I cringed so hard I, when I saw I that I cringed, shit. for real. That's absolutely, like, blatantly racist. And but, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? You go down to the motherfucking Burger King here where we, where you used to live and I, I still live. And you tell that you will see behind that fucking counter or uh, behind that window, it is mostly going to be black women in their 40s and 50s. Like, that's yes. who you're going to see. I just want to point that out that, that this is racist as fuck, but it, it's racist in a way that it's like, hey, I know I'm being racist and I'm just going to fucking lean into it. Yeah. And. So throughout it, I mean, obviously it's just fucking r- ridiculous. It makes no, it makes no sense the, the point this person is trying to make that people don't deserve the money. Hey, if you think the military deserves higher pay, maybe you got to strike for higher pay too. I don't know. Shut up. Um, and another thing that strikes me weird is he says, if you've chosen this as your lifelong profession, you have failed. Okay, here's the thing: people who are in those jobs. They don't choose them as their lifelong profession, okay? That's not how it is. We have forced people um, who maybe didn't get the right training, maybe just had a bad lot in life, but they have to have these kinds of jobs, so otherwise they can't live. They can't stay alive if they don't have one, two, three of these jobs keeping them afloat. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like they say – Oh well, you don't like working for minimum wage, flipping burgers. How about you just go get some skills and get a better job? Okay, sure. All right. How are you going to work your multiple jobs into work while learning these skills, and then go get a job in this highly competitive field where they have saturated the the entire field with uh, uh, people who want jobs, thereby driving down those wages in the first place and making it so it's harder to get the job? Okay. How does that work on a on like a systemic level? How can every single person who reaches I don't know a certain arbitrary age go out and get those skills and get those better jobs that don't exist? By the way, that are that are in too small of numbers. It's not an answer to the problem. You have identified a problem with society, but your solution is like, oh, just pull yourself by your bootstraps. But you ain't got no fucking shoes. And then another thing that I've never understood with this kind of argument is: Do these people think that? Burger King and McDonald's are just gonna shut down. Oh, it's like, oh, all of our employees went out and got better jobs. They all they all went out and became super successful business people. And now we don't have anybody work for us anymore. What? No. What? What? Those the, the reason that there's a new McDonald's or Starbucks or whatever every other week is because people still need these jobs and these huge businesses can continue to expand and continue to take this labor. What are you? Seth, you don't. You don't what are you talking me? about? What are you talking about, dude? McDonald's is closed between the hours of of 7 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. for school because it's a job for high schoolers. Don't you know this? Yeah, that's a, exactly. That's what I was about to bring up is he's like, oh, it's a job for high schoolers. Yeah, maybe a bunch of high schoolers weren't there you know, when they're not at school, but those fucking places are open. McDonald's is open 24 hours. You know, people have to work those shifts. and But only in the summer, Seth, during the school year, is closed. Exactly. It's, it's only it's only for high schoolers. It's it's just such an asinine argument. It just ma- it makes no fucking sense. Nobody can. It's it's not like all everybody in America can just go into these industries and get better jobs. That's just not how it works. I if there were enough of those kinds too. of jobs, there would be no McDonald's. 
And I love the assertion, too, that you have minimum skills. Okay, sure. I'll grant you that. Flipping burgers does not take much skill. However, it is a labor... I hate the idea of calling them low-skill jobs. Let's call them labor-intensive jobs instead. Yeah. Because you were on your feet for your entire shift in a hot-ass kitchen where their safety regulations are, let's face it, not that great, doing pretty fucking, like, like, like intensive labor the entire time. Like... You want to go do that, fucking guy who wrote this shit? That's something is just because a job can be perceived. Because like, I don't actually know how hard it is to work in food service. I've never had to. I don't. I wouldn't want to do it. It doesn't look easy to me. But no matter how easy a job may be, or how perceivably easy it may be, it doesn't mean that their time is worth any less than anybody else's. Their labor still should get them the money needed to have a normal life and have and you know sustain themselves. I mean, obviously, we shouldn't need money. We should live in a society where that doesn't happen. But for now, that we do, everyone who is in the job market and is using their labor should be compensated appropriately for it. Yeah, it's it's like this is the Marxist idea of socially necessary labor to to like produce a good or a service. It's you, your ass still gonna want a fucking burger, so somebody's still gotta fucking make it. And it yeah. can't. You're not gonna get a high schooler to make your burger for lunch on a Wednesday. His ass is in class. So who's going to make it then? Yeah. And the other thing that gets me about this too is that it starts with sucking off the troops or whatever. And it's like, first of all, sure, yeah, the troops get paid too little to go do the dangerous-ass job they do. Maybe we shouldn't have them out there doing that dangerous-ass job. Maybe we could pay them to do something useful like fucking build infrastructure here in America. Yeah. I mean, once again, my immediate reaction, quick solution, abolish the military. (laughs) Full Costa Rica up in this bitch. Yeah. And then there's this little line here at the end. If you can read this, thank a teacher. Okay, great. How about we pay the teachers more? How about we reduce their class sizes and fucking give them better health care and, and like vacation time? Yeah. And then, it was in English, think of veteran, in a capital V on veteran for some reason. Yeah. What are you, a veteran of the Revolutionary War? <laughs> yeah, even that wouldn't matter. <laughs> Who, who the fuck do you think would have invaded America and kept us from speaking English? I mean, I know they'll say the Nazis, but, okay, alright, I'm gonna get real fucking nerdy here for a second. The fucking Nazis? Let's, let's assume that America, for some reason, like, hit our heads on a fucking stairwell and decided we weren't gonna go into World War II. Fucking the Nazis couldn't have fucking managed an, an invasion across the fucking English Channel into Britain. They couldn't even get across a, a fucking gap you can see across! How are they gonna cross the Atlantic fucking Ocean to get to us yeah, like, with the fucking <laughs> Soviets breathing down their goddamn necks. People don't know how far away Germany is. So, to get a sizable military force here, it would take a while. We we did it because we had all the resources. It fucking... Oh my god, dude. This thing makes me so fucking angry. I'm gonna close this tab. I can't yeah, keep looking at it. it it's, uh, <laughs> we, we definitely riffed on it for a while, but fuck. This, this person is just insane and obviously racist and obviously doesn't they should be paid less for their job They're, they should be paid less people people who Leticia McBurger flippers should get all the money they get oh yeah they, this person should have to give them their entire paycheck yeah uh, but and yeah, I know that they've identified that 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 uh, mostly um, most of the food service workers you're going to see are black women and they have decided that that means their job is, is worthless exactly like like, oh, this job mostly is, is is worked by black women. Uh, hey, guess what? It's a bad job. Yeah. Turns out no one should work it. Must mean anybody can do it and it's just easy, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, 
Okay, so Seth, I have a headline here for you. Tell me. This is from Bloomberg. Of course, Bloomberg.com. It reads, uh, student loan relief or paid vacation. These workers get a choice. <laughs> I, I can hear your stunned silence. Yeah. Um, you know, the the rational side of me says, uh, why not both? Or actually, why does student loan debt even exist? Um, and others, the also rash, the more rational side of me is just heavily sighing at the decline that we're in. Now, here's the thing. When I first read this, I was like, oh, okay, so if you don't take vacation, they'll, they'll pay your, your student loans. No, you fucking fool. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to put money towards it if you take it some certain days, if you don't take some certain days. All right? Here's the thing. Here's how it works. All right, starting next year, this is a quote from the article. Starting next year, U.S. employees in an insurance company called Unum Group will have a choice. The company will put money towards their student loans if the worker gives up five paid vacation days. Now, Seth, how much money do you think they're going to give you for giving up your five vacation days? Um, I mean, I want to say something nice like $5,000, but I'm going to assume it's like 1500 maybe. $1,120. Wow. For your five paid vacation days. I'd rather have five paid vacation debt. days. Dude, no fucking kidding me, too. Because that, that $1,000... I'm not sure how much student loans people listen to this has, but $1,000 for five days of my sanity is not going to put a dent in my student loan. <laughs> no kidding, dude. Oh, so, man. And... Ugh. It says right here, a, this is the last little line. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's worthless. But it says right here, a recent viral BuzzFeed essay, wow, pointed to long hours, low wages, and high debt burdens as a triple albatross for millennials. But Gagnon, I guess the, this is the person who runs the place, doesn't think that the company is posing an unfair choice. Unum employees get at least 28 days of paid time off, nearly double the 15 paid days average the U.S. worker gets, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Quote, giving up five, that gives people ample time, Gagnon says. It offers choice. You know, in Europe, you get three months off paid vacation. Yeah. Europe's better than us. Europe fucking, Europe fucking, yeah, uh, yeah way better. Europe, Canada... Uh, the towns in Mexico that are run by drug cartels are all better than us. Oh my God. So Seth, I, I heard that you saw something that you wanted to talk about from, uh, our, our favorite, our, the coffee bitch, uh, Howard Schultz had something to say about uh, terminology bitch. you wanted to talk about. Yes. So Howard Schultz, a man who is running for the hills, um, mm. at all times, but, but also running right towards the public eye. Um, He's, as we discussed uh, either last week or the week before, he has said he's going to run for president, which I doubt he actually is going to, but he said he's going to. Um, and he's obviously, he's very scared of AOC and the rising idea that maybe rich people should be taxed more. So he has come up with his plan of how to get out of this. We're not going to call them billionaires anymore, because billionaires weirdly has a bad connotation to it now. A negative mm. connotation, if you will. So he says we're going to call them people of means or people of wealth. And if you think either of those makes it better, your name is probably Howard Schultz. 
he's trying to co-op white people of color. Yeah, he's like, oh, we're just people of means. Which, by the way, we've called rich people people of means for fucking ever. I heard it when I was a child. Like, it's not, it's, that's not something new. And people of wealth, even worse, wealth is a terrible, terribly terrifying term for most people. Or terrifying because it's awful. Like, And it just represents that you're, you know, fucking a billionaire. So right, yeah. no, neither of those words even make it better. So I don't, call I don't him, even know what he's trying to achieve with this. We should call them robber barons again. Yeah, we should call them fucking assholes. I, just, I got it. So we should call, we should call them uh, pre-guillotined. Yes, pre. That's actually that's actually good. Pre-guillotine. Pre-guillotine. Uh, but uh, Howard Schultz, by the way, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He is a very he has all kinds of unpleasant shapes and dimensions to his body. He's very uh, lumpy and gangly. I need to look up a straight picture of him because I feel like, other day I saw a picture of him and like a bunch of other white dudes, and I couldn't tell which one was Howard Schultz. Obviously, he's got like a weird bumpy forehead, like one big prominent bulge right out front and right yeah. where his hairline starts. And he's also got a little bit of jowls, and also his nose like droops down a little bit. Yeah, he to is his weird looking. We're gonna we should roast him at the NBA All Star Game. We're doing the halftime. Oh show. hell yeah, dude! Just bring out Howard Schultz. Yeah, and... Howard Schultz and John Lovett are gonna sit next to each other. We're gonna make them. We're gonna make them fucking kiss each other or something. I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna load all of all of uh, uh, Howard Schultz's money into T-shirt cannons, and also all of John Lovett's blood. <laughs> we're gonna fire that <laughs> into the crowd. No, we're, actually, we're just we're just to set it all on fire. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny too. But yeah, very unpleasant looking man. Yeah, he's fucking. But yeah, he's like obviously fucking stupid. Neither of those. First of all, both of those terms already exist in some form or another, and they're both just as have just as negative connotation as billionaire. So yeah, really. I don't really. know what you're going for, my dude. You own Starbucks. Shut up. No one cares. I saw somebody saying, like, of all the 2020 candidates, only Howard Schultz has actually changed the world so far. He brought coffee to everyone. Mother, motherfucker, coffee's been around. What? It's hot beans and water. Exactly. And it's not even as good as Dunkin' Donuts. So, fuck you. It's like, what the fuck? It's, co- it's coffee, like you said, and it's been around for, like, a thousand years. Yeah, it wasn't even invented here. It was invented... Thousands of years ago, no, before America was a place. Where, where was it invented? Where, where, where was it at? Where'd it come from? Wasn't it Africa? Was it I Af- mean, it might have been. I don't um, actually know either. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure coffee started in... It was either Africa or like like maybe South Asia or something. But yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it started somewhere somewhere temperate because that's where it has to grow. That's um, true. It can't grow anywhere else. So yeah, it had to be something like Africa or uh, maybe South America. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's from like fucking forever ago. Yeah, people making coffee for for thousands or whatever of years, and this guy, oh yeah, he put a, a generic coffee shop on every corner in America. Great, yeah, real, he, I'm real happy about this. He's another business person who got lucky. Like in an alternate universe, Starbucks fails, and fucking Coffee Times is the big coffee place, and the owner's name is Bob Blecker, and he's running for president. Like he got <laughs> lucky. Nothing about nothing about starting these businesses changes the world. There's there when Starbucks started, there was probably ten coffee places that were all starting up, and it was the one that got lucky. It just had to happen to have the brand recognition out of nowhere, and people went to it. Okay, it's not yeah. it's not because he did anything revolutionary. And uh, 
Yeah, it, fuck this Howard Schultz dude. I'm done with him. Seth, let's talk about Virginia. So I've heard the state has disappeared into a black hole. Yeah, I heard, I heard Virginia anymore. is canceled. I, I'm pretty sure the entire state, the literal state of Virginia, has worn blackface now. Like, the, the, the ground itself has, has been caught wearing blackface. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Is, what is happening in Virginia? It's like, Virginia has like is rapidly just like, Florida, hold my beer. We are gonna <laughs> do a bunch of crazy shit all the time for a straight, like, two-month period. I, I'll be watching it, dude. So, have you heard about those recent developments? Probably not. Alright, so, you know, the governor uh, was had the, the picture of, like, the blackface guy and the KKK member next to each other in his medical school yearbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says that it's not him. He said it's not him? Yeah. That's a bold move, Cotton. Well, at first, here's what happened, okay? He he said, I apologize. I'm very sorry. This was a very long time ago. And that's actually, okay, sure. That's the way to handle it. Okay, cool. It was 84. All right, man. Whatever. And then he came out and said, actually, I'm not either one of the guys in this picture. I'm not the man in the clan hood. And I'm also not the man in the blackface. Yeah. This, neither one of these men are me. I've and never actually, been in a picture. <laughs> this picture just steal my soul <laughs> and <laughs> actually i'm mad about this i was mad at the time i've always been mad i've never not been mad <laughs> and just going on and on and then no one asked him about this he then said completely unqualified during a press conference that he did in fact do blackface at a separate event Years different from this in San Antonio to win a dance contest as Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. A man who famously a white or black person could play. <laughs> and the, dude, he said that he moonwalked. And I guess like someone in the crowd was okay. like, you moonwalked? And here's the thing, okay? He then looked at his wife. And his wife shook her head and visibly said no. Because he was about to moonwalk his ass across that stage to prove that he could. I actually kind of wish he would have. Because, one, he would have failed miserably. And two, he probably would have broken his entire body in the process. Oh my god, she denied us one of the greatest things that could have ever happened in American politics. Yeah, that would have been great. It would have been like, he, he was hospitalized, breaking everything. Just, not even all of his bones. Everything in his body was broken after he shot the moonwalk. He also said that he he knew how hard it was to get shoe polish off of your face. Yeah, again, a, com- a common struggle. And then his people are like, resign because lieutenant governor is a black guy. They were like, give it to your lieutenant governor because then we can get out of this. It'll be all fine. We can we can let this go in the past. And then it turns out the, the lieutenant governor is facing sexual assault accusations from back in 2004. Yes, I heard about that. And he, and when the Washington like Post or New York New York Times, which from one of these bullshit papers, said that they couldn't verify the claims, he then sued them. They said they couldn't verify the claims that he had uh, assaulted someone, and he decided to sue them. Let me jump Not, on this. Suspicious ass look, in my opinion, right? Yeah. And then last night, he was said to have to, to have, have said, like, a reporter said this. I mean, so, I mean, who knows? It wasn't recorded, but a reporter said that when someone asked him about the woman in question, he said, fuck that bitch. Wow. Again, not great. <laughs> this guy, he's just, just, everyone in Virginia is just setting himself up for incredible success. Extremely sus. Now, but Seth, here's the last one. <laughs> 
the thing that happened today is the greatest part of all. So in, in the line of succession for governor, it's governor, lieutenant governor, and then the attorney general. And the attorney general, also a, a white Democrat, just came out and said, oh yeah, I did blackface in the 80s. I have a question for you. Yeah. At this point, do you think that state of Virginia is going to live out a Battlestar Galactica-esque <laughs> fucking scenario where, like, the secretary of fucking coal mines becomes <laughs> the president of the United States of America? All along the watchtower starts playing. <laughs> and everyone starts coming forward like, I did blackface. I also did blackface. Yeah. Who did? We're all secret black facers. Exactly. And it's just like, first, uh, is it that popular? Is it that much of a trend for old white men? Dude, this is blowing my fucking mind. It was the 80s. Like, what the fuck, man? I was born, like, in the 80s. What the fuck is happening to us? Yeah. We're going to find out that every single person in Virginia did blackface at some point. <laughs> it was just like, man, we all get together once a year. Do some blackface. We don't invite black people. We just don't think they'll like it. We have nothing against them. We just don't think they'll have fun. So, somebody posted an article from, I think, Playboy from the 1990s where they were talking about Harvard, or not Harvard, some Ivy League schools that had, like, what they called slave parties where, like, some folks would dress up like slave masters and some folks would dress like, like slaves, including blackface. These are uh, college students now. And it was like, oh yeah, we just do this every year. This is totally cool. And there was a debate in like in the magazine, like, is this racist? <laughs> <laughs> is this racially insensitive? It reminds me of um, there's a show on Hulu called Future Man that we both seen. <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm not talking about. Yeah, there's go this for incredible it. scene in the first season where like spoilers a little bit. The characters go back in time and they're at you know California School of Technology. And they, they're the three white characters, and they end up at a, a black fraternity party. And the black guys are just like, yeah, uh, the, the cops don't help us. These people, like, terrorize us and are awful. And one of the characters is like, even at Caltech? And the guy's like, yeah, just because they're nerds doesn't mean they're not racist. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a fucking, that's like something you don't hear. Because, like, I feel like there's been this narrative pushed a long time that, like, you know... I don't want to say smarter, but more educated people, I should say, are, like, never racist. But in reality, like, I mean, they, they still are today, but they were really racist back in, like, the, 80, the 70s and 80s and stuff. So, like... Oh, yeah, back in the 60s and 70s, it was like, oh, we're racist, but we're going to be smart about it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, the, we're the educated racist class. We wrote the fucking bell curve or some shit, and now that this proves forever that white people are genetically superior or, some, or you know, just dumb shit, like... Oh my god, dude. It's so fucking funny. But yeah, I don't know, man. Fucking Virginia. You guys, you guys gotta stop doing blackface. I mean, it's so easy to not do blackface. Just don't do blackface. Yeah, man. It's not a good look. Like, as a kid, I was like, when I saw blackface, I was like, this ain't right. <laughs> like, you can't do this. Yeah. I watched... He didn't do full blackface, but there's an episode of Mad Men where Roger Sterling does blackface. That's true. And I was just like, what? This is so fucking awful. Oh my god, dude. Did you ever see the Ted Danson thing about blackface? Oh, of course. That's like the most historic piece of blackface ever. 
here's the thing, okay? You were talking about before how the internet didn't exist, so we couldn't, like, constantly, like, tweet and dig up shit on people and, like, constantly post it. How did Ted Danson survive? Ted Danson got away clean. It's because he was dating Whoopi at the time. And she thought it was hilarious. Yeah, people didn't want to mess with him. Oh, Whoopi's cool with it? We're cool? It's weird, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let him do it, I guess. I feel like today that would not have gone... You couldn't do it. There's no way. Oh, no. Hell no. It's like, I, I watched some, like, some of it at some point, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> but my man survived, like, he did not get canceled. Yeah, he's, he's out still good working. Place. I don't think Ted Danson's had a fucking a break in his career ever. Like, he's still going. No, nah, man, he's, he's always putting something out. But it's very curious to me about, about... We're just now, I think, learning like about all the blackface people used to do, and recently. Yeah, apparently blackface used to be like really fucking popular. I remember I'd see occasionally like oh a Facebook post about somebody did blackface and they get dragged across the internet or whatever, but like people just used to do it and be like, yeah, we just do blackface. This is this is what we do. This is who I am. Who would I be if I didn't do blackface all the time? Oh my god, dude! It blows my mind. We are in, we are through we are in some like through the looking glass shit right now in Virginia. Yeah. And here's the thing, okay? Some like Florida like GOP lawmaker was was found to have done blackface in the 2000s, mm-hmm. and his response was, "It's not racist." <laughs> Man, what's a more Florida thing to say? And this is why the GOP continues to win, because they don't give a fuck about what happened in the past. The past is not real to them. There is no past. No. They, they don't care, unless unless just, unless a Democrat did it, in which case then suddenly it, it is very important. They just jump right over it. Yeah, man. It's like, that's the, that's the power of not caring. And it's because not only do they not care, but it's the people who vote for them don't care. With a Democrat, oh, yeah. you know, if a, if a Democrat did something, if a Democrat did something even remotely cancelable a long time ago. People are like, yep, they're done. We're not voting for them anymore. And then they just don't get any votes. And then the Republican who like raped somebody while they were in blackface gets voted in because they just, their, their constituents don't care. Yeah, man. It's, it's it does, like karma only or like, or like morality only applies when, when Democrats do it. And it's, and Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, has has said he's not going to resign. And basically everyone in the Democratic Party is telling him to resign. So his new plan is he's going to quit the Democratic Party and become an independent. Wow. Which would be, it'd be a hell of a move. That, that's the, hey, let's see if it pays off. Bold move, Cotton. <sighs> so I have one more thing I want to talk to you about, Seth. All right, tell me. I'm not going to read this whole fucking article because it's dumb. Yeah. Also from Bloomberg. I'm just going to give you the headline. Yacht owners with priceless art need to beware of flying champagne corks. I see Alenio's podcast for this week. Oh. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? Okay. This ties back into something that was said at the State of the Union, which is when Trump was talking about his modern see-through steel barrier they're going to build across the, the border. He's like... Everyone in this room has before voted for a wall on the border. It didn't get built. And now they go home and sit in their houses that are behind walls and they don't have to suffer the hands that it keeps out the illegal immigrants. 
and like he's talking about how the rich or whatever, or he's like, and the the global elite had their houses with their their security and their walls to keep out illegal immigrants. Here's my thought on that. It keeps me out too. Exactly. For now. For now. <laughs> and the thing about these yacht people is y'all y'all worried about pr- your prices aren't being damaged by champagne corks. You just aren't worried about us. Yeah, worry about your priceless fucking. A head and a guillotine made by us. I want to. I want to invent a gun that shoots guillotine blades and just take them out from thirty fucking yards. I want to. I want to make a gun that shoots out prices art. <laughs> <laughs> Chops people in half. I mean, some of this shit's bullshit. Like, anyways, oh great, it's a painting of a girl in a dress and she's got a cat. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Put fucking it in the gun. Phantom thread. Don't care. <laughs> Roll that shit up, put it in a t-shirt can, and blast it into the ocean. I thought you meant to say, roll that shit up and smoke it. <laughs> That's actually a way better use of a priceless piece of art. So let's just, let's just cut the Mona Lisa up into pieces, roll them bad boys up into little old fucking rolling papers, and just smoke the big fat ones off That of would it. be the ma- most amazing flex ever. It's just take the most priceless painting of all time and just smoke weed. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, man. Um... You know what, though, I was thinking about what kind of punishment we could have for the rich in the future, and I think I've got it, Seth. Okay. The punishment we'll have for the rich is we're going to uh, make them work in an exact replica of a mall from the 20th century um, at, like, I don't know, fucking GameStop or some shit. And all the shoppers are going to be specially trained prison personnel who will treat you like a person in the mall was treated in the 20th century. Damn. That would be amazing. They have to do it for 20 years, and then they're free. Sir, you are sentenced to 20 years at the Sabaros. Good yes. luck. You will work May in Claire's and you'll like it. You are, you are assigned to the Gap. May God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. And then <laughs> they should even do this some, some days where like there are no customers and you get to see, like, even when like you're technically not doing any work, it's dreadful that you have to be somewhere because you mm. have to stay alive. They'll, they'll, they'll finally get to feel that feeling. So it'll be great. Oh, yeah, and your boss will be people who used to work at the mall. Oh, yeah. And they get to tell you what to do. It's going to be great, dude. Uh, and and whenever someone uh, asks to speak to your manager, the manager will not be around. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're done. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, that's good. We, we put, in some, All right. put in some work. Yeah, that's what we do. We put in some work. Yeah, we should get paid for this. This is our labor. We talk about this all the time. This is our labor. This is our labor. We should get compensated for it. Uh, so that was Elenio's podcast. Um, I've been Smith. I am on Twitter. I'm at MC Surf. I will always be Seth. Ooh. I'm on Twitter at Life of Seth. Um, our art is done by the incredible, uh, uh, the amazing Technicolor Dream Coat Marcus Barkley. The marvelous Mr. Barkley. There we go. Um... Our theme song was made by Ben Powell. He has a podcast called Southern Smackdown. They talk about wrestling and, you know, they're both from the South. So if you're into that, check it out. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, as we all know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck. First Reformed, Kevin Durant, and Tom Brady. We've stopped trying to outlive our problems. And our, wait, we've stopped trying to solve our problems. We're just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Illinois podcast, baby. 
We're out. Out.